Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Hello. Ali, how are you? Hi, Mia. (laughs) If someone had told me when I was a teenager that one day I would call up Australia's most famous model, Alison Bray, and interview her in the home she shares with her husband, Australia's most famous TV host, Cameron Datto, and their three kids, to check in during a global pandemic, and that I'd do the whole thing while sitting in a cupboard using something called Skype, I would have thought they were on drugs. And yet here we are. I'm Mia Friedman, co-founder of Mamma Mia, and welcome to a special mini episode of No Filter, where I call up a friend to see how they're doing in this weird time of social distancing. While Alison Datto's husband Cameron and their three children, who are 22, 19 and 14, are all social distancing at home on Sydney's northern beaches, Ali herself is actually still working. And so we speak about that, her marriage and her isolation routine in this conversation. Here's Ali. Where are you and who are you locking down with? I am currently in my bedroom. (laughs) I've got one child in his bedroom, my other two kids watching a Pixar movie and my husband watching an old AFL game from the 1990s. (laughs) (laughs) And I can hear animals. And my two dogs, yes, the two dogs, they're with us, having the best time. They're, they're the ones having the best time of all. So how long have you been in lockdown and um, what does it look like at, at, at the Dado Bray household? Well, I'm personally not in lockdown because I'm a teacher, so I've actually been going to school twice a week. I work with kids on the spectrum and with behavioural disorders, so I go in twice a week to the school, so that has actually been a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways for me because I actually get to go out of the house. But everyone else has been in lockdown for, oh, my youngest, it's three weeks now because I took her out of school straight away. And there was also whooping cough going on at her school and I'm like, I'm just not, it's just enough already, you know. And then, yeah, then everyone else about two weeks. How old are your there. kids now? So I have a 14 a 19 and a 23. And tell me about teaching still. So how do you do all the social distancing requirements? Has there been, I know there was a lot of back and forth of should schools close, should they not? Tell me how it's working. Uh, The teachers are all doing social distancing. Um, You know, staff room, we all sit very far apart. In fact, I go, I go have my lunch outside in the sun because the kids are in a, in a different section. They're keeping the kids as socially distant as they can. It's really difficult. That the, the only kids that are there are those of the children of the essential services. So, and not all the teachers are at school because a lot of them are teaching from home right now. We're down to sort of a skeleton staff at the moment, out five days a week. Those teachers are coming five days a week. But the teachers just felt really strongly, well, first of all, it was government saying we're not shutting it down, but also 
to give those kids of the essential services a place to go was really important to everyone. So that's mm. why we were like, okay, well, we'll stay open while they need us, basically. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about parents who've been at home with kids who have special needs. What are some of the sort of unique challenges about kids with additional needs um, who are at home during this time? Well, I've been very concerned about the ones that I look after because they need a routine more than anything else. Any little shift in a routine can really, really upset them. I have one little boy who I work with also who has just the highest level of anxiety. And so when any kind of news, they they do a thing in his fourth grade class where they show like news for kids. And of course they mention COVID-19 and I actually have to physically take him out of the classroom because it's very upsetting for him. That's my concern at home where if the news is on in the background, if we're talking to someone on the phone that those kids are hearing about it Mm. a lot, I mean, almost really any child, as much as you can protect them from it, is the best thing that you can do. And it's hard not to, but the, the younger they are, the less they need to know for sure. When did you become a teacher, Ali? The last time we spoke, I don't think you were teaching. Well, I was teaching in America. The last time we spoke, yeah, I was not. Um, So, yeah, I was teaching in America, but I was doing preschool. So I was with three-year-olds. And then I just had this opportunity here through actually Andrew, Andrew's wife, Jack. And she, she works at this school and she said, look, they're looking for someone to come in and um, work with kids on the spectrum and would you be interested? And I, I just had never done anything like that. And um, my nephew is actually autistic and I just thought what an amazing way to learn more for myself as a teacher, learn more about my nephew and I like working with people. I like working in a group of people. So having been part of a teacher mm. family again was really exciting to me. Yeah, so I started October last year. And you were mentioning um, Andrew Dado and his wife, Jack. Yep. You've left a lot of friends behind in LA when, yep. when you and Cam decided to move with your family. How many years ago was it now that you decided to come home to Australia? So that has been just a little over three years. And looking with the wisdom of hindsight, how are you sort of seeing that decision and your friends back in LA, how are they going? Yeah, it's a good question because, you know, the first two years was so painfully hard leaving behind America, the place where I'd raised our kids. We'd been there for 25 years, particularly since everything that's gone down in the last two months. I am so grateful to be in this country. Trump is just, as you know, I mean, Mm. what can can we say about him? I I, I just am horrified by his behavior constantly. Mm. I've always been horrified by his behavior. And I just, you know, none of my girlfriends are fans of his either, you know, even more so. And so we are, I am in contact with them a lot. They've totally locked down for themselves. Mm. I have one girlfriend who's been on her own for 17 days, not seen another single person. 
So, look, I don't know. I, I worry enormously for America, the way it's going and what's going to happen over there. Yeah, I don't know. Because the it, it feels like it hasn't even really begun properly yes. in America. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the added component is the fact that a whole lot of people have guns. Yeah. <laughs> That's right? pretty frightening. So when, when we were sort of brawling in supermarkets and stockpiling um toilet paper, Americans were queuing up to buy guns. I was seeing lots of reports of that. Horrifying. Hor- Have you watched the Tiger King documentary? Oh, yes. It's it's I- pretty much everybody's <laughs> lockdown um, hobby, isn't it? Go to. Well, that's what I was saying to Cam, just saying I couldn't believe how casual they were about the amount of guns that they had. It was like yeah. just having a knife and fork around was the gun situation and it just – it's so normal over there. So, yeah, that's that's a horrifying part of that country for sure. How are the dynamics playing out in your family? We're all learning sort of things about ourselves and our partners and, and our, each other. How How is everyone working together in your family through this time? Touch wood, so far it's been pretty good. Um we're lucky that we have, I feel really fortunate that we have a house with two TV sets, which we yes. never, <laughs> never had that ever. And we've just moved and now we have two TV sets. That's helping a lot. Yeah, they love their bedrooms, my kids anyway. We have a backyard. Um, being Having a space that we can go out to is amazing. The dogs are a big help. But we talk about it a lot. We talk about in the sense of how we're feeling, not necessarily we turn a lot of the news off and make sure that we actually don't talk about the virus for a lot of the times Mm. because I'm quite sick of it, honestly, talking about it Mm. um, in a lot of ways, you know, but they're just, you know, when it first hit, it was just such an overload of information. So we talk about how we're feeling rather than the bad news. And I think that's what's really helped us a lot and just being you know just being more patient with each other and of course you're going to have blow-ups as well because it's a situation that no one's ever been in before so we're all new to what's going on so and it's I feel like we're kind of just at the beginning of it anyway so Mm. I don't know my son's partner is living with us and I've spoken to a few people who've said that with their older teenagers and young adult children who have partners, it's been challenging because they've been having to decide, you know, it's not an option for everyone to have their partner move in with their family. Have you had any issues around that or everyone's pretty accepting of the situation? Everyone's been pretty accepting, actually. And it's really only my son who has a partner anyway, but it's actually been hardest for my 14-year-old with her friends, with her girlfriends, because she's just, it's such an age of being social. For her, it's been the absolute hardest. So she's doing, you know, a lot of as much FaceTime and Zoom and everything with her girlfriends. But I think for her, it's by far the hardest. My eldest one, you'll relate to this, my eldest one, she has anxiety and she's a real, (laughs) she likes to be alone a lot. So for her... She's really happy and she's a homebody. So she's like doing the best out of everyone. She's like, I'm great. I'm doing uni from home. I'm doing my art at home. She's like totally fine. Some people are quite suited to captivity, I think. Yeah. 
I'm discovering I'm fairly suited to captivity, actually. (laughs) But something that helps with anxiety is routine. And we're all sort of adapting to these new routines. Uh, How are you finding your routine? How's it changed now that you're living a, a different life to the one you were living before? It's funny. I'm getting fitter, but also fatter at the same time. I can't, <laughs> I can't quite figure it out, but it's definitely happening. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm doing more exercise than ever, but the belly is just growing exponentially. So I think that's perimenopause, which is something we can talk about in a second. Oh, but what exercise yeah. are you doing? Anything I can download on YouTube. My Pilates class is still going, so she does a Zoom conference every Tuesday morning for Pilates. Out in the backyard, we're doing exercise back there. I'm still going for walks uh, because we've got a little, very quiet little walking track up by our house. So that's kind of, what else am I doing? Oh, my uh, my daughter has a mini tramp. Really good. The mini tramps are good. Not so um, good for bad pelvic floors, though. Yes, you have to go to the bathroom <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I think I'd struggle a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you have to do a lot of. But, you know, and then you keep bouncing and then it's okay. <laughs> Tell me about Perry, because I did hear that you were writing a book about menopause. Is that yes. still true? It is still true and it's it will be released next year if all still goes to plan it's such an interesting subject because it's so wrapped up in aging and how women feel about themselves as they get older Mm. the beauty myth you know what happens to us in the western world where we become more invisible as we get older and yet there's such a beautiful change that i see in so many women when they reach that age that they become more confident they let go of the Mm. idea of it's all about how I look. It's more about how I feel, who I am, my strengths. So I'm focusing more on that side of it because I just think we need more positivity around menopause and perimenopause because it's cloaked in so much, not so much shame. Well, kind of shame. Well, but- yeah, because it is in a way. It's like basically saying you're not fit for purpose anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. not a sexy thing. And by sexy, I don't mean literally sexy, although it doesn't feel that as well. But it's kind of in a, in a culture that has such emphasis on youth. Yes, absolutely. When I started going through it, I just felt absolutely devastated that I could no longer have children. And I didn't want to have children. But my body said, that's it, you're done. And I was like, well, says who? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, wait a right. You know, like my husband can have kids up into the age of 75 if he wants to, but who says that? Why do I get to not be the one that doesn't get to have kids? So Mm. there was all sorts of mourning and losses that I really went through. I went through a very, very challenging time when it all, when I realized what was actually happening because it took me a while to understand because I knew nothing about it, absolutely nothing. Mm. And, um, and it kind of like I, the same way I went into in, in to getting my period the first time, I had no clue what that was. <laughs> That's so true. Are you through it now, through the other side? I believe I am. I'm now 13 months since my last cycle. So they say, you know, about a year without a cycle and you're into the other side. I'm still like currently though, with because I think there's just a level of stress that we're all dealing with. Mm. My hot flushes are through the roof. It's just that's really kicked up because my sleep's not great. So the sleep affects the hormones. The hormones affects the hot flushes. So 
yeah, which is probably why my belly is starting to grow again. Well, that's all really exciting. Um, <laughs> tell me about you and Cam. The two of you have been married a long, long time. You have a podcast together actually about your marriage called Separate Bathrooms and Other Handy Marriage Tips. How's isolation and all this uh, quantity time together impacting on you guys for better or worse? So far, it's been good. I can sort of feel the little inklings of this could go haywire quite easily (laughs) (laughs) because there's just times where it's really good to be away from each other, you Mm. know, and we're just around each other all the time. And Cam's also a very physical person. He likes to swim and he likes to get out. So he's not doing um, hardly any of that. So that starts to build in him. So he's looking for ways to have a physical outlet. And so he's doing his own gym routine at home. The thing that I find, I feel like I personally need to be really aware of is that feeling of who's doing what around the house, like who's taking care of what. Because there's been times where I've felt really cranky that I'm making dinner again. Mm. And I've had to organize this again. And then he's cranky because he's doing all of this again. So I feel like that's something that we need to sort of figure out and be a bit more clear about right now and make sure that those little tiny things don't blow up into big things. That's so true. And what about the the kids, you know, really feeling for people who've got little kids at home? Yeah. With older kids, is everyone sort of pulling their weight and acting like an adult and an equal part of the household in your house? Well, (laughs) without wanting to dob anyone in, (laughs) I would say one out of three. Absolutely. (laughs) The middle one is, is basically behaving as he always has. And so we're trying to scoot him along into doing more stuff. And my youngest is because she's in school full time and still doing dance full time too, all through Zoom. So, oh, wow. but she still has to pull her weight. She still has to do all the same chores that she was she was doing before. But we did have a family conversation about okay, you can't just leave your bloody plates in the sink without putting them in the dishwasher because you've got to be responsible for your own crap. Like that's the biggest thing. If you can just take care of your own crap we're all going to get along way better. So we're still working on that. That's what my family tell me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Mia, just take care of your own crap. (laughs) It's not easy. It's not easy, Ali, it's not. Hey, you mentioned mini tramps and Tiger King. What else is bringing you joy and uh, distraction? I bought myself a Sudoku book because I love Sudoku and I normally play it on my phone, but I don't want to have my phone in my hand anymore as that I have to. So I bought a Sudoku book. I've pulled the puzzles back out again. I'm letting my daughter do my makeup a lot because she loves doing makeup. So she does, she gives me a full face of makeup for no reason at all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's funny. I mean, I don't know if you're finding the same thing. We're having a lot more time around the dinner table and chatting, which is such a beautiful silver lining of this. That's about it, really. A Are lot you more. reading much? Anything you'd recommend people read? Oh, I just finished Bookshop of the Broken Hearted, which I loved, and it's an Australian book. Absolutely stunning. I've got a, a list ready and waiting for me to 
to keep going on. But Elizabeth Gilbert, I read anything by her. Oh, well, listen, it's gorgeous to talk to you. Um, Hang in there. And um, I look forward to seeing you on the other side, my friend. Absolutely. Well, you take care. You've got a full house on your side. Lots and lots of love. (laughs) See you, Mia. That woman is such a delight. I thoroughly enjoyed having a chat with her. It was the most social thing I've done in many, many days. If you want to hear more of Alison, we did a little Dado special, like a trip, a tr- what do you call it? A triplet of Dados we had. I interviewed Alison, her husband Cameron, and Cameron's brother Andrew Dado, who is the host of our This Glorious Mess and That's Incredible podcast here at Mamma Mia. We love a Dado at Mamma Mia. So we'll put a link to all of those in the show notes if you want some more Dado in your ears. Wherever you are right now and however you're feeling, please know that I'm thinking of you. We all are at Mamma Mia and sending all our love. If you're struggling and need a little bit more support, if you suffer from anxiety, uh, we've made the first week of our online anxiety support course available at no cost to all No Filter listeners. Just follow the link in our show notes or go to theanxietycourse.com. Stay safe, take care, and lots of love. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au.